Mick Jagger, Rolling Stone, 743. Don't forget, 905, live in studio, the great naughty gossip columnist Rob Shooter. Coming up at 840, famed defense attorney, longtime buddy Joe Tacopina. And also, don't forget, Monday morning, coming up at 840, the great one himself, Mark Levin, live on the Bernie and Sid Show. But right now, we've got a very special guest, good friend of both of ours, me and Bernie, for many years now. Me and Danielle bumped to him and his uh, beautiful girlfriend in Rockaway a couple of weeks ago. And he is now the department, the commissioner of the Department of Buildings in the Adams administration. Was an assembly person in Queens for a very, very, very long time. Here he is, our good buddy Eric Orich. Eric, good morning. Welcome back to the Bernie and Sid Show. How are you, pal? Good morning, guys. Great to be back. Great to have you. See, before we get to the the Adam stuff and your new job and all that, I got to get to this. So I, I'm talking to Bo Dita last night, and of course, uh, Danielle and I go to Rails with him quite a bit. We were there less than a month ago with Vinny Viola. So he says, uh, my table tonight, you ready for this? I go, sure. He goes, Eric Ulrich and his girlfriend, who we, we just saw you guys about uh, three weeks ago, and Teresa and Louie from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I could never in a million years imagine that foursome together for any other reason than Bo Deedle inviting you to Rayo's. How was that dynamic at the restaurant last night? Well, it was a great time. Bo is a great friend, and he's a great New Yorker, a great guy, and he uh, invited me, and I was happy to be there, and we had a great time. I mean, the Real Housewives in New Jersey is not unlike some of the people that I used to represent on the city council. I used to say that we needed to have a, a reality show, the Real Housewives of Howard Beach. So um, maybe that'll be next on A&E. That'll be a pilot. Who knows? <laughs> Eric Ulrich, uh, the commissioner of buildings here in the, the city of New York. Congratulations. I, I understand you were sworn in yesterday, uh, Eric, and uh, it's, it's a big deal. Now, you've been an advice. By the way, did you read The Power Broker? Are you going to be the next Robert Moses? Is that what we're looking at? Hardly, hardly. I don't think I don't think you could ever replace somebody like Robert Moses. He had such uh, great vision and built on such a grand scale. He held multiple positions at the same time. That's not something that we're looking to do. Uh, my focus will be more on improving safety, getting the buildings department to be a lot more efficient and customer service friendly so that we can reopen the city's economy. It's really playing a larger role in our post-pandemic recovery. You know, uh, you were very close with us, and you ran as a Republican, of course, after all those great years as an assemblyman when you when you went up against Jamani Williams and Viverito and all these people for the public advocate. And then uh, you kind of went away for a little bit, and there you were as an advisor on the Eric Adams campaign. A lot of folks said to me, wait, wait a second, wait a second. I thought your buddy Eric was a Republican. What do you mean he's with Eric Adams? And some said, well, listen, he's looking for an opportunity, and Eric is giving that opportunity, and Eric is probably going to win. So this is how he stays alive in the world of politics. Others said things that were not so nice. So at the end of the day, and I always defend you, by the way, at the end of the day, Eric, what was behind your decision to work with a guy who is with a completely different party? Well, I think that, you know, Tip O'Neill said all politics is local, and on the local level, it's a lot less partisan than what's going on in Washington. And Eric Adams has already showed that he wants to put together a very diverse, uh, bipartisan uh, coalition during the campaign. And he did the same thing when he put together the administration. I'm not the only Republican uh, senior administration official. The former Staten Island Borough President, uh, Jimmy Otto, is also uh, playing a very important role in the administration. I'm sure that there are others. Eric Adams said from the beginning he was not going to let anything stand in the way of hiring the people who he thought were best for the roles that he was going to appoint them to. So 
There are, you know, majority Democrats, there are a handful of Republicans, there's people from all five boroughs and from all different backgrounds. He really wants to hear all different opinions and have everybody represented at the table at City Hall. And I think that that's one of his great strengths. Yes, uh, Eric Ulrich on the Bernie and Sid Show. Notwithstanding the fact that Eric Adams actually went to Chicago to seek advice from Lori Lightfoot on reducing crime, while we have Rudy Giuliani right here in New York City, the man who knows how to reduce crime and get guns off the street, et cetera, et cetera. Notwithstanding that fact, Eric Ulrich seems, to, excuse me, Eric Adams seems to have gotten religion recently. We heard him this week after the cop got shot, railing the lawmakers are against uh, the NYPD, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, the big uh, the issue is no cash bail. You had Letitia James yesterday come out saying that the spike in crime is no reason to reform, you know, the no the no jail, the no cash bail policy, which is the scourge of the city. And uh, uh, Eric Adams has to come out against people like Letitia James. In in my opinion, I believe Sid's Letitia James, Andrea Stewart Cousins, Carl Heasty. He has to call them out by name, name and shame them, and say the harsh words that they have blood on their hands. Anything short of that is not going to work because they do have blood on their hands and they're they're dug in. They're not listening to Eric or anybody else. What do you think? I think the mayor has uh, been very consistent and very vocal about uh, Albany's need to uh, tweak and change the bail reform laws and how that's affecting public safety. He said uh, on your show when he was on just a few weeks ago that uh, justice and public safety can go hand in hand. They're not mutually exclusive. And uh, and the mayor is very supportive of the police. And I think that that's that's something that I think a lot of people appreciate, especially uh, when we've seen an uptick in crime. So uh, on crime, I think he's spot on. Uh, he's been very consistent. He's not wavered in any way. Uh, he wants to get illegal guns off the streets. That's been something that he's been. But, it, but uh, Eric, it's not working. Now. It's not working. It's not. He's got to well, call them out by name. It's not working. Crime is rising. So it's not well, I mean, working. Listen, Whatever he's doing is not taken, working. Over 2,000 over two guns have been taken off the streets. He's only been in office for 132 days. I mean, do you know what kind of city this guy inherited when he took office on January 1st? I don't have to remind people, you know, of what, uh, what things were like. So my point is that it, it's going to take just a little bit more time, but he is putting the right people in the right places to turn the ship around. And I think that if people give him just a little bit more time, you're going to see results, not only in crime, but also in dealing with the homelessness uh, situation and uh, also with our housing crisis and uh, with our education system. I mean, some of the things that him and, and the banks are doing, I, I think, should be done in every big city in America. There's no question that the reforms that they're putting in place to improve the education system, they're going to pr- produce results, but that doesn't happen overnight. That's my point. Well, listen, and you brought up the four things that need to be worked on, which I bring up all the time. People are like, crime, crime, crime. I'm like, wait a second. I've got a 13-year-old who goes to school. He goes to private school, but my daughter goes to public school. Education needs to be fixed. I'm glad you mentioned that. We've had long discussions the last couple of days. I moved out of the city, Eric, because I couldn't stand walking up and down even fancy neighborhoods and seeing homeless people every step of the way. So you brought up all the right things. That's great. But one more for you. How can Eric Adams look at you in the face, you're a very smart guy, and make an intelligent and logical explanation based on science that it's still a good idea to put masks on four-year-old kids? I mean, stop. Stop already. Yeah. Well, I know the mayor made an announcement the other day with the proms uh, that uh, Councilmember Borelli, uh, my old friend from the council, um, you know, was very strong about. I think that the mayor made the right call, and he's He's got to be very careful about this. Look, if the, if the COVID numbers go up, 
they'll get blamed for COVID. You know, when the weather's bad, he gets blamed for the weather. Uh, but listen, uh, listen I got you. But at fall. the end of the day, nobody cares about numbers going up. What we care about are two things, hospitalizations and deaths. The numbers will always go up. Listen, Eric, uh, you explain this to Eric Adams. It's never going away. We have to learn to live with this virus. There are going to be new strains. It's never going away. But to keep putting masks on kids because numbers are going up, until people start dying or close to death, we got to move on. Live your lives. Right? Uh, look, the great thing about the mayor is that he, he does listen to the facts, and he's not afraid to pivot or change uh, a policy uh, point of view. So my, my point is that, if the science and the data lead in that direction, which, you know, as you just pointed out, it looks like it's happening, uh, and so that's going to happen, then I, I wouldn't be surprised if the mayor has to pivot, and, it, and he does that. He's not somebody that is rigid or locked into any one position. It, his mind can be changed, and he listens to people with different points of view, and he tries to get all the facts before he reacts. He doesn't like to uh, have any type of knee-jerk, knee-jerk reaction uh, to an issue that's just as important as this. A million people have died from COVID yesterday. One million. I know many of them, and so do you. This is a very serious issue. It's not one that we can take lightly. He's going to be guided by the facts, but he'll make the right decision at the right time. Eric Ulrich, he's, uh, once again, congratulations on being sworn in as the commissioner of the New York City Department of Buildings. Eric, I have to ask you another question about the education in New York City. I think banks is a great choice. But there are a couple of uh, issues, a couple of things out there that are a little bit unnerving. You've heard about the whole critical race theory thing. New York Post published an article, a book called Our Skin, was written. Uh, and, and, and in any case, uh, it's targeted for New York City students. I don't know if they've distributed these books, but it's gone to the New York City public school system. And it teaches, uh, you know, it teaches that white people... A racist, when, you know, uh, that they're better, smarter, prettier, and they deserve, they deserve more than any, everybody else, that that's what they're taught. And, of course, they say that it's not true, but that's what they think. So they're racist. Little white kids are racist. Anybody addressing any of that in the administration? Because education, we need to teach the three R's, man. We need to teach the three R's in a bad way to help the, the kids in these schools. I really think that Chancellor Banks will be regarded as one of the greatest, one of the best chancellors the city Department of Education has ever had. Uh, I think that you've already seen uh, the investment he's making into the classroom, how he's doubled down on the gifted and talented program, expanding those opportunities, not doing away with them, okay, uh, holding uh, our schools accountable for the results that they produce and for the quality of education that we're giving our kids. He really comes from, I think, a very good place uh, when he ran a uh, public charter school network. And he knows that there are very dynamic, innovative things that we can do in our school system to turn it around. It's been failing for decades. We know that. And that's why it's so important that Albany renews mayoral control of the schools, that the mayor can continue to make some of those changes and vest that power and the authority to turn things around in Chancellor Banks. But if Albany doesn't act and they allow the law to lapse or they weaken mayoral control in any way, that's going to have an even worse outcome, a more devastating impact on uh, our ability to turn schools around. My point is that Chancellor Banks is the right man at the right time to lead the Department of Education. The mayor made an excellent choice. There really is nobody better. And he happens to be a terrific guy. If you've ever met him, he's one of the finest people that you've ever um, had to uh, talk to or meet. He really gives a damn. He cares about the kids. He knows why he's there. This is 
It's not a paycheck for him. He's there to help the kids. He's there for improving education in the school system. And I think you give him a chance. He just started in January. The school year's over in June. Let's see how he does. I'm telling you, New Yorkers, they're going to love him. <laughs> Listen, I love you, bro. I think you're great. But whatever Eric Adams is paying you, it's not enough. I mean, my God, you, you talk about being a good ambassador. <laughs> I mean, jeez, Eric. But uh, enough about Eric Adams. Let's talk about you because, as Bernie pointed out twice already, congratulations, sworn in yesterday, uh, the uh, commissioner of the Department of Buildings. What does that entail on a daily basis, Eric? What, what, what are your responsibilities in that position? It's a very large agency, and I think it, people don't appreciate fully the great work that the men and women of the department do. Uh, there are close to 1,700 employees. People only remember the negative interactions that they have uh, with the Department of Buildings when an inspector comes and issues a violation. But there are so many other uh, employees and important things that they do to maintain safety on construction job sites to prevent bad things from happening. You know, we know about all the good things that they do, but what about all the bad things that they prevent? How many cranes don't collapse? How many buildings don't fall down? How many buildings go up and they are constructed safely and according to the electrical and the plumbing code and and uh, there are no lives lost but you know we also work uh, to do a lot of outreach to make sure that uh, construction workers are safe uh, safe for workers safe for the public uh, unfortunately we've already had four building construction related fatalities this year alone last year we had nine okay but the the good news is that it looks like uh, you know we are not going to uh, surpass that number and one death is one too many but you know preventing deaths preventing fatalities preventing accidents maintaining safety levels and by the way construction as we all know is a pillar of the city's economy as we emerge from the uh, pandemic we have to make sure that we can stimulate economic activity create good paying jobs throughout the five boroughs and keep people in this city and investing in this city if the Department of Buildings is dysfunctional, is not customer service friendly, is not maintaining safety levels, people are not going to invest money in the construction industry, in the real estate industry, and we will suffer. Our economy will suffer. So it really does play an, an overall important role in our uh, emerging from the pandemic and, and getting people back to work and getting things done and getting the economy back on track. Eric Ulrich, Commissioner of the Department of Buildings and also friend and advisor to eric adams and uh, you are a good friend and advisor as sid pointed out he doesn't pay you enough but listen thanks for appearing on the bernie and uh, sid show congratulations on the new appointment and uh, come back again will you please have a great day guys all right eric good to have you on man good to, good to talk to you <laughs> yeah, it can't be easy he's got to go on a show like ours and uh, spend about nine minutes defending eric adams and i think he did a, a great job i actually think he did a better job of defending Eric Adams than Eric did when he was on with UI a couple of weeks ago, trying to defend his own policies. For what that's worth, I think Ulrich did a better job than Adams. Anyway, we uh, will take yeah. a, right. I uh, will take a short break. We've got uh, Lydia Reports and Joe Tacopina next hour. Rob Shooter and Beat Bernie in the nine o'clock hour. Keep it right here, Friday edition of Bernie and Sid.